discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. share my heart with you concerning some things okay are you ready to receive the word of god ask your neighbor you at all are you ready to receive the word of god at all i can see our brothers outside too i like the way you are wearing your suits and everything you're looking good hallelujah yeah it's very important that um, church is not supposed to be a place where things are down Okay. Sometimes we go to some churches and it's very quiet, it's very solemn. Nobody wants to do anything to reveal their true colors. You see, when you are in your house and you are talking to your brother, you want your brother to come and see something on TV. Like they are showing something on TV, you want your brother to come and see. How do you call him? Charlie, can't can, can see, can't see, can't see. With you, you shout in your in your own house, isn't it? You are excited in your house. You are not more and more in your house. Is it true? You feel free in the house that you, you are born in or where you are raised. In the same way, the house of God is called the place of liberty. The Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's what? There's, let's look at it in Second Corinthians chapter three. Second Corinthians. Do you have your Bible with you? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. He says, Now the Lord is what? Is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. So if you go to a place where the spirit of God is really present, the, the cardinal thing that you see is the fact that there is liberty. Hallelujah. Do you understand liberty? What does liberty mean? Freedom. If you were kept in prison for a long time and were released, what will you do? You will be, you'll be happy. You will be excited, isn't it? You will be jumping around. You will be shouting. and not Because you were bound before, now you are free. He says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. Freedom comes with excitement. You see, most of us have not had our freedom taken from us. So we don't really know what it means to be free. You see, we don't really know. If, if, you, aren't, if you are never bound, you never know freedom. You never understand what freedom really means. I don't know if you remember when you left GSS. After BC, you see the way you became very excited. Why were you excited? Because you are free now. Right now, you don't have to go to school early in the morning and close late in the, in, the, in the evening. You are not restricted. Your teacher won't have to come and stand before you and say, Kofi, learn this. Why didn't you learn this? And be lashing you mental. Two plus two, then you say 17. Hey! Hey! 
The pressure is so much. I remember years ago. I was in class 6. And we were doing mental in a classroom like this. And I was seated on the third row. This is the column. So, so I was seated on the third row. So first row, second row, third row. And I was in the corner like where uh, Dignes Mama is sitting now. And they started. You know, they asked the first two people a certain question. Then they asked these people to a question. And the question they asked these two people was that, name some beds. Name some what? Beds. So this, this person said uh, something. She, she said something. A foul. Something. And the guy who was sitting by me, a very, good, a very good friend of mine, said what I wanted to say. Now, all this is in a very sharp time. Like in a split second. Pop, 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 pop. I wanted to say turkey. And my friend said turkey and it came to me. Guess what I said? What do you think I said? I said bola bed. <laughs> it was not easy for me. The way they laughed me. When I said it, everybody started laughing. Then my teacher said, hey, what did you say? <laughs> Amazing. So when I left school, the school I went to, the way they would lash you, they will, they will peel your skin off and show it to you. It was not easy for us. So when I left, I became free. I was so happy. The Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is a liberty, there is excitement, there is joy. There is what? There is joy. You understand what I'm saying? Never come to church and go away like this. You are so sad. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. No, it's the place. You know, some people say that religion is the opium of the, of the masses. You know opium. Opium is a drug that makes you high. It makes you excited. They say that religion is the opium of the people. Religion makes you ex- high and takes you out of reality. That's what they say. Hallelujah. But Christianity is more than opium. It is higher than opium. Christianity is a, is a reality that you live in. Every single day of your life, 24 hours a day. A life of joy, of excitement, of pleasure, of growth and increase. You understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. We've been born. For instance, if you read John chapter 10 verse 10. Jesus said that I am come. Eh? Before he said he had come, he mentioned what had happened before. He said the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Who is the thief he's talking about? He's talking about the devil. He says the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Then he said, but I am come that you might have what? Life. And have it to the full. Have it more abundantly. More abundantly. That is the life that Jesus brought. That normal life, natural life is what makes you sad. Your normal life, you look at your mom. You realize your mom doesn't have money. You look at your dad. It's not good either. You look at your environment. Everything is not fine. So it makes you sad. It makes you think and wonder what's going to be of my life. But as soon as you switch over to the life of God, the reality of what God has done in your life, how Jesus came to die for you to take you away from sin and to give you righteousness and has promised you a place in heaven and has promised you a good life here on earth. All of a sudden, joy starts. If you start recounting those things, joy starts coming into your life. You understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Show you another scripture. Go to Romans chapter 8. No, Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Romans 14, 17. I want you to Become excited in God. Okay? I want you to become excited in God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now, that liberty does not mean that it's disorder. 
Because God is not a spirit of disorder. Okay? God is a God of order. We like order. But at the same time, there's liberty. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, he says, For the kingdom of God is not what? It's not meat and drink. But what? Uh huh. Read it again to me. One to go. For the kingdom of God. Read it once more. It is not meat and drink. It is not food and drink. It is righteousness, peace, and joy. Where? In the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. If you depend on the things that are happening around you, you will never be happy. Have you realized? Life is designed to make you sad. Your boyfriend will disappoint you and break your heart. You are all going together. You are all fine. Everything was fine. All of a sudden, he says he doesn't love you anymore. And that is after sleeping with you about 20 times. Hey. You realize that you have become useless. You, you, you feel like killing him. You feel like insulting him. Hey. Or your father will promise you something. That I'm going to be buying you something. I'm going to buy you a phone. A car. Something. And the spirit of disappointment affects you. They just disappoint you like that. Life is like that. Life, life in the natural is designed to disappoint you. That's how life has been designed to be. I was sharing somewhere else, you know, concerning how a young lady, I saw a picture on Facebook. A young lady had small girl, she was just about seven years old. She had dreams and aspirations in life. She wanted to be something in life. She wanted to be a musician who would sing for the whole world to listen to her. Then life came and stood by her. It's a drawing. So in the drawing, someone was labeled life. Came to stand by her and asked her, put his hand around her and said, what, what, what is it that you're holding in your hand? And he said, oh, my dreams and my aspirations. Then he said, oh, give me, let me see it. When life took it, he, life tore it into pieces. The dreams and aspirations tore it into pieces and gave it to her. Torn into pieces. Why? Life, what they're trying to say is that life... Life is what will tear your dreams and aspirations to pieces. Ask your father whether he is really where he wants to be. You'll be surprised. Have you ever asked your father that question? What, were, what was your father hoping to be when he was younger? It is not what he is now. Life has given him something else. He to take, you have to accept it. Very few people really achieve their dreams and really accomplish something with themselves. Very few people. Because life is designed to hand over bitterness to you. Sadness. Discouragement. Depression. Pressure. That's what life has for. I imagine sometimes some people think that oh, life abroad will be exciting. Do you know how much they are suffering? Do you, you, know, you have no idea. If you bugger, bugger and see, you'll be shocked. You see, in Ghana, you can sleep whatever time you want to sleep and wake up whatever time you want to wake up. Is it true? Abroad, you can't do that. I know, I have, I have a, a sister abroad. She's with her husband. 
They lived in Zambia for about 15 years and then relocated to America. They've been there for another, let's say, 10 years or 15 years. They don't see each other. They are, they are not divorced though. They are married couple because of their work schedules. By the time this one is going to work, this one is asleep. You can't wake him up. Because if you wake him up, you have destroyed his sleep and he will not be able to function during the day. So when she is going, he is asleep. When she comes, when she when he comes from work, she is also asleep. You get it? So they keep if they want to have sex, they have to plan. Oh, yes, if they want to have sex, they have to plan. Okay, so between 10:45 and 11, I have opportunity. So show up quickly and let us do something and be happy. There was this man in Switzerland. Rich, he had so much money working in Switzerland. He had a big TV. His TV is like from here to here. I'm not joking. I'm telling you the truth. Very big. The whole, the whole world is a TV. And he has 2,556 channels on the TV. You see, we are crying for DSTV. I'm not getting, isn't it? He had 2,556 on the TV. But he could not watch it. He couldn't. He can't watch it. Big TV, plenty channels. But life has given him pressure. He can't, if, because if he sits down one day, he cannot sustain the kind of prosperity he has. You understand? He cannot pay his electricity bill if he doesn't move out. If he doesn't go to work. He can't pay heat. And you have to pay for heat. We will get heat free of charge. We sleep anyhow. We do whatever. You can do whatever you want to do. It is not like that there at all. When, when it's snow, you still have to go to work. When it's rain, you have to go to work. Everything, you have to go to work. What I'm trying to let you know is that it is not different. They, are pre- they have their own kind of pressures. We also have our own. In this place, you realize that poverty is real. Recently, I was being told that even the, the air that you are breathing has fecal uh, matter in it. It has, you know, fecal matter. The air that we are breathing has feces in it. The air here is so dirty that it has feces. If you, are, if you have your laptop, you realize that your laptop is dirty. The dirt in the laptop is not only dirty, feces is inside. Hey! Isn't that amazing? Life is designed to handle pressure, disease. That's what it's been. Because Adam subjected it. Okay? Okay, let me show you. Go to Romans chapter 8. Look at what Adam did to this world. Isn't that not amazing? From verse 19. Romans chapter 8, verse 19. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He says, for the creature was made subject to what? To vanity. Have you seen it? Let's read 19 to 20, rather. Okay. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity. Not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Hallelujah. Now, I want to really explain this to you very well, okay? Let's read the Amplified. If you have the Amplified, it will be very good if you have it, okay? I'm reading from verse 19 in the Amplified. So you can, sometimes the King James, we don't understand it. If you realize you can't understand King James, just find the Bible that you can understand, okay? It's English so that you can understand what it's saying. There's nothing wrong with uh, reading English or any other lighter one. King James is not the standard. You understand? Okay, so he says, For even the whole creation... All nature waits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known. Waits for the revealing and disclosure of, the, of their sonship. 
for the creation, nature was subjected to frailty, to futility, condemned to what? Condemned to frustration. The whole of creation is condemned to frustration. Can you imagine? Because of what Adam did. There's frustration everywhere. That's why sometimes you want, you really want to get something about it. It doesn't work. I realize it. You're expecting that you get a job after school. You, you come out of school, three years, you have not gotten a job. Don't worry, that is how nature has become. It doesn't hand over what you are expecting to you. Are you sad? <laughs> you want to marry a girl who has big buttocks and big breasts. You may not get that. You may get the big, bro- big breasts and big buttocks, but her attitude will be so stinky, you'll be shocked. When she speaks, you say, Shall I shy? How shall I shy for you? You'll be surprised. She'll be insulting and doing all kinds of things. You are her husband, though. She'll be insulting you. You'll be shocked. Hallelujah. There's no complete package anywhere. That's basically what I want to tell you. You want a husband who has body, he's thick, tall, with six pack, with baseball, and we say, Hello, baby. Oh, yes, boy, there's something happening to you. He will open the door for you. No, you see, because he has bole and everything, he will know if you, when you open the door, he will bang it on your hand. Hey. Life does not hand over what you really want. It doesn't. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a cemetery in America. When you're entering the cemetery, there's a big signboard at the entrance. And the, the inscriptions on it is this. We were once like you, with dreams, visions, hopes, and aspirations. That's what's there when you're entering. When you enter, you know, uh, some of the cemeteries abroad are designed in such a way that you can go and sit there quiet. So you can go and sit there and have a nice time. By the fellowship with the dead, you can be happy like that. So when you're entering, there's that, that board is there. When you go inside and you're coming out, the other, there's another side of it. The other side says this. You one day be like me. Stuck up in the graves with your dreams, hopes, and aspirations unfulfilled. Yes. Because many of them did not really get what they were looking for. You know what a sad story. Creation is bound. The whole of creation is bound. Subjected to corruption and frailty. Futility. Jesus said that all things shall pass away. Everything. He says the, the world and everything in it passes away. Sometimes you get a phone. Very nice phone. When you get the phone, you don't know. You, you, if someone is even holding it and expressing it, you are not happy. Because it's new. It's fresh. When the person wants to take it from you, oh, oh what, are, why, what are you looking for? I can't even check for it. I can check for it. Why? You want to check for I can check it for you. Because you don't, it's, it's, so, it's so precious to you. You'll be cleaning it, isn't it? Every day, and then you do this. And then, then you check. After two weeks, you don't mind it again. You see that that, that phone starts, starts becoming normal. Before long, it's getting older and older. It's scratches here, it starts. I mean, you, it starts breaking. Is it true? What was nice in the showroom that you saw and bought begins to deteriorate with time. You see a young lady, her breasts on like this. Like two oranges or two pineapples. Standing fine. Fast forward 10 years later. The breast, you now you need tape measure to measure it. It's going down. Everything has been designed to fall. <laughs> The ladies are not happy. You have to be different in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
But can things be different? Can life be different? Can you have a life that just keeps going better and better and getting higher and higher? Is that is it possible? And practically is. It is too possible. How many of you want that kind of life? You have it now. If you are born again, you have it. That life starts you out in a place that you may not like. But it ends you up in a place where you are too, you are bigger than you ever thought you'd be. That's the kind of life Jesus has brought. There are two kinds of life. There are various kinds, but I want to focus on two. There's bios life. Bios. And that's what I've described to you. The normal life. Normal human life. It's designed to fail. If you're a guy, your face starts falling off the time. time you see that there are your, your eyes that were looking nice like this, all of a sudden it becomes bigger. It's, dro- it's drooping, isn't it? Just going down like that. Things are just falling off. Your muscles that were on, your six pack starts falling, it becomes one pack with time. You begin, you begin to have a bulky stomach. Isn't that amazing? But things can be different. Things can be different. Tell you, but things can be different. Thank God for Jesus. Yeah, thank God for Jesus. Because Jesus has got a life that gets better and greater by the day. It gets better and greater by the day. I just quoted a scripture to you in John chapter 10 verse 10, isn't it? What does it say? It says, thief cometh not but to steal. Let's look at it. John 10, 10. John chapter 10 verse 10. How do you like what I'm saying? Okay. Are you there? John chapter 10 verse 10. Okay, kindly read it to me. One, two, go. I have come that they might have what? Life. Life. And that they might have it more abundantly. They might have it more abundantly. I've come that the word life there is not bios. It's a life God's way. The Greek, when I say bios, I'm talking about the Greek for life. Okay? There's a Greek word for life called bios. There's another Greek word for life called the way. Jesus is the first person who used that who used that particular word. Nobody had it. Nobody had used it. He's the first person to design that word. He created that word, Zoe. It means the God kind of life. And that God kind of life is what makes you righteous. Now, when you become righteous, when you see that life, you will become a righteous man. When you become righteous, this is what happens to you. Go to prayer chapter 4, verse 18. Proverbs 4, 18. Are you there? Proverbs 4, 18. Okay, kindly read it to me. One to go. Hallelujah. If you were in school and your teacher said, do something, will you do it? Will you do it if your teacher says, do something? If your teacher says, everybody stand up, will you stand up? If you sit down, what does that mean? What will he do to you? Will he do that to you? If, if your teacher says, Kofi, stand up and answer this question, and you sit down, and you're there like that, what do you think your teacher will do to you? I was a teacher for five years. I taught in a secondary school for five years. I, read, I taught chemistry. I will kill you if you are like that. I will beat you and beat you and beat you and beat you. You'll be shocked. Yeah, I was beating secondary school boys. I'll beat them with all of my heart. Yeah, I want you to come. So your parents could not train you well. You have come. You have come to disturb me. I will disturb you. Yeah, so I'll put you in the right place so that you can be fine. There was a day I entered my classroom. When I entered... When I entered, they were all sitting down. As though I had not come. When I started writing on the board, they were all sitting down. They were all just, everybody was just doing their own thing. 
I just look at them like this and walked out. Went to the staff common room. Went to gather many kings, about 20 of them, and I put them in my armpits. And I came back. He saw some one of them came out and saw me coming. He said, hey. They became quiet in the class, but I didn't care. I came, dropped the kings, and started lashing. I didn't say anything. I just started lashing everybody. Am I a bad teacher? No, it's a sign of this. You don't, you don't, you are not following what's going on. I need you to be attentive so I can teach you and give you. When I when they finished school, okay, and they wrote their exams, they were shocked that all that I taught them is what came into the exams. Out of the about 200 students, about 75 of them had A's in chemistry. Nobody had an F. None of them. When they finished writing their paper, do you know what they did? They came to me. And all of them knelt down. About 100 of them knelt down and lifted their hands and did this. God bless you. All that you thought escaped to pass. Yeah, that's what they did. And I prayed for them and they all left. Yeah, right now they finished university and all that. They are grateful that I did that to them. Isn't it? The house of God is not different. The house of God is not different. It's even more. It's higher. So when we say, let us all read together. You are sitting down like this. I'm not the one who punish you. The angels are slapping you small, small. Things will be delayed in your life and you not understand because you don't obey and respect the one that God has put before you. You think God will stand before you and teach you. I'm the one God has sent to you. He's the one God has sent to you. If you don't respect him and obey him and what he's saying you should do, you'll be surprised. You see the way I, I, me, I'm a man. I got angry because they were not minding me. How much more God? God always says, my son, give me your heart. My son, give me your attention. Every time, give me your heart. Give me your attention. Give me your heart. Give me your attention. Why? Because without your attention, he cannot help you. Without your heart, he cannot, he cannot help you. Hallelujah. So you have to be smart. Tell everybody, you have to be smart. Tell the other one, you have to be very smart. Yeah. Respond to the word of God, okay? He says, the path of the just, the path of the righteous... It's like the shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Or shines more and more unto the perfect day. It means that the life that Jesus has brought gets better. Maybe today you are not in a place that is comfortable. You are sleeping on a student mattress in your house. Your room is not cemented. Don't worry about it. Tell you, but don't worry about it. Maybe life has given you, you were born into a family that is poor. You didn't design yourself to come into that family. If you had, if you had the right to choose, you wouldn't have come there. Would you have come to your parents if you had the right? You'd have ended up in, if not in Ghana, you'd have ended up in Switzerland, in Norway, in Germany, in Denmark, Ukraine, something like that. Is it true? Yeah. But unfortunately, unfortunately, whichever one it is, you are where you are now. That is what life has given to you. Remember, God did not design it like that. But the devil has made it like that. And you found yourself in it. There's no need to be worried. Tell you, but don't worry. Fear not. Relax. There's a life inside you. What you need is what has been given to you. Hallelujah. What do you need? What you need is the life of God. It's inside. Now you have received Christ into your life. If you've not received Christ, you don't have a right to. You, are, you have not started. But if you have received Christ... Now you have him in, in you. You have the life that gets better and greater by the day. By the day. Where was Jesus born? Jesus was born in a manger. He didn't have the most glorious of deaths. 
He was born in a manger in a corner somewhere by sheep and goats and cow and cattle. As the cow were doing moo, the sheep were doing meh. That was where he was born. Where is Jesus right now? He is seated in majesty with the crown of glory. That's where he is now. So no matter where you've been born, makes no difference where you are now. Don't look at your environment. The Bible says, well, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are subject to change. Everything that you are seeing around you is subject to change. The life of God in you can change all those things and it will change it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, I'm going somewhere. Say it again. I'm going somewhere. Time reveals what has happened in the spirit. Time only reveals what has happened in the spirit. What you have done in the spirit. So I'm going to get bigger. I'm going to get better. You are seeing me like this today. The next time you see me, I'll be, I'll be glorious. I'll be better. I'll be greater. I'll be, I mean, you'll be surprised. Say it for yourself. The next time you see me, I'll be better. I'll be better. I'll be wiser. I'll be smarter. I'll be richer than I am today. Because I have the life of God working in me. That is the nature of that life. The, the bios life is designed to fail. That is its life. It is designed to fail. Everything is subject to decay. You think the tables you are sitting on were like this before they when they were made? When they were made, they were very nice. They looked nice. This place was looking nice. The painting was nice. But with time, look at how it has become. If you come here after five years, you'll be shocked that it will be worse. If they don't do anything to it, it will become worse. You can build a nice house, powerful house, and not have anybody live in it. If there's no life there, that house will become Weeds will just start growing in it. In the tiles, even if you did tiles, the tiles starts becoming weeds with time. Because life has been designed to fail, to decay. That's, it. That's how it works. When I was young, fresh, your, your mother and your father, they were young and fresh some years ago. The accounts will say, Everybody has been a child before. They've been children like you, young people like you. Yeah, everything was on their everything. Their body was on their body. With feelings like you have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But as the years has gone by, they have, it has deteriorated. Things have deteriorated. And they are deteriorating. Man is born for the womb, for the, for the, for the, for the tomb. Born to die. Can you imagine? His life is a life or a journey to death. That's man's life. Though. You know one day all of us will die. All of us. Sometimes you don't want to, you don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. One day you will die. Ask your neighbor, how will you die? Will it be by accident? Road accident or plane accident or by drowning? <laughs> ask him, ask him, which one will it be? By? Is it going to be by drowning? Or by, by cancer? I'm telling you, that's what life has designed for you. In the natural. In the natural, there's a pastor friend of mine. May he so rest in peace. He died last week. Wonderful pastor. Very good friend of mine. The last my son we were eating together. I died last week. Last week. He's 52 or 52. He went to work. He, he works in the church. He went to work. He was working. When he was driving home around 12 a.m. In the morning when he was going to work, he saw a car parked somewhere with PVC pipes in it. Big car. And it was parked. It wasn't, it, it, it needed repairs. So that I can move again. It was parked. And he said that ah, this thing can kill somebody. That's what he said. This thing can kill somebody. They have to take it off. Then he drove to work. 
they knew when he was coming, I forgot the night he was there. He was driving tired. He was so tired. And as he was coming, he just drove right into it. And all the PVC pipes came out and just entered his body. His face everywhere, like that. And mashed him up and he died. He didn't know that was how he was going to die. He did it. We know life are designed for that to happen. Are you sad? How is life going to be for you? You can determine how you will die. You can. Because the Bible says that he satisfies his beloved with long life. With long work, meaning that I know I'm, I'm not dying now. I know the Bible. I'm not dying. See, I'm not dying now. I'm not dying now. See, I'm not going to die by any sickness. Or by as an accident. I'll sleep and I'll sleep and die in my own way. Do you think I'm proud? Read your look at look at First Corinthians chapter what? Chapter three, verse twenty-one. 2021, 20, 20, 20, read it. First Corinthians 20, 20. That is why you must know the Bible. If you don't know the Bible, you don't know how the life works. Do you understand? You have been given the life, but if you don't know, it's like it's like buying a phone. When you buy a phone, there's a there's a what? There's a manual by it, isn't yeah. it? All those who went to school and never read the 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 you know, those who didn't read Casio manual, Casio calculator manual. Yeah. You know when you buy a Casio calculator. From secondary school, there's a, it comes in a very big box. The box is like this, very big. The calculator is small inside, but there are plenty of books inside. There's a big book inside. Yeah. If you didn't read the book, you are the one who failed in commerce. You always fail yeah. because the big book has um, it's a manual that has all the things, the functions that you need for the calculator to be able to get the most out of the calculator. Are you seeing it? Matrices could be could be punched. In the cal- you can punch matrix in the calculator. You can punch three three equations, eh? quadratic equations, and all those. You can punch them in the calculator and get your answer. All you needed to do was to go into the exam hall. When you see the equation, you just punch the equation into the calculator. Just punch it and punch it. It goes to there to show you, and then you, you take the that's all. But you didn't know. Why didn't you know? Because you were you didn't read the manual. Yeah. Why didn't you read the manual? Because you thought that people wasted their money yeah. in printing that manual. Yeah. And they wasted their time. They weren't smart at all. What was all this big book? That's why you fail. In the same way, the life of God that we have received comes with a manual. There's a manual that it comes with. If you read the manual, you know your functions. You know how you function, how this life functions, and how you can produce results. Do you understand? There are Christians who, who, who have a miserable life. They are not prospering. They are not. Nothing, nothing good is happening to them. Their bios life has overcome the, the way life in them. All because they don't know the scriptures. What the Bible says, for, for the lack of knowledge, my people perish. My people are cut off for the lack of knowledge. They don't know something. That is why they are, they are, they are perished. That's why they are dying. The just be delivered. Through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Through knowledge. Without knowledge, the just, the righteous one will not experience the life that God has called for him to live. Are you listening to me at all? Tell me that read your Bible. It is not a storybook. It is your, it is your manual. See, you may have you may have failed in your exams. This is life. Don't fail in life. Okay? This is life. Don't fail in life. You fail in life, you'll be surprised. I said that normal life gives to us distraction, sadness. Someone will be married. Nicely. Married. Painful, painful, painful. Six months later, the person is not happy. He wants to divorce. I've seen some life like this. Yeah, life. Why? Six months. I'm not six months. Maybe that's what has been designed for you in the future. 
You know, sometimes some people say that my, fam- my, my father is the one, my mother is the one doing me, or my, my auntie is the one doing me. Listen, whether someone is doing you or not, that is how life has been programmed. Life is supposed to do you. But you can superimpose it with the life of God. You can superimpose the depression in life with the life of God. Oh, hallelujah! hallelujah. <laughs> because with the life of God, it gets better and better and glorious and glorious every single day. It's not a life that takes you down, it's a life that takes you up. I said to first Corinthians 3 20, isn't it? Read it to me if you are there. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 20. One to go. All things are what? All things are what? You see, the some are saying mine. They are saying mine because they have learned to replace themselves into the Bible. Because the word of God was written to you. All things are, say all things are mine. Say it again, all things are mine. Why, why are all things yours? Because you now have the life of God. The life of God gives you all things. Now let's see the things that it gives to you, okay? Continue, I want to go. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? Whether Paul, whether Apollos, whether Cephas, whether things to come, things to come, things present, things what the world, life, death, all things are yours. And then it says, and you are Christ, and Christ is God. Can you imagine? Say all things are mine. All things are mine. So you see that you see the house that is mine. Everything is mine. They are just waiting to be delivered into my hand. If I have need of it, I'll get it. So, you see, I may not have anything around me. Right now, I'm saying I need $500,000 to do something. No $500,000. Times 4.5, how much is that? That's about 2, 2 million, 2.5 million Ghana cities. 2.3 million Ghana. I need such money. Okay? And I'm going to get it. What am I going to get? I don't have one CD there, but I need $500,000. And that $500,000 will show up. How do I know? Because all things are mine. The money in the bank is mine. Is the money in the bank not all things? Is it not part of all things? It is part of all things, isn't it? Okay. If it's part of all things, and the Bible says that all things are mine, it means that that money is mine. Now the money. So that money is going to come. If I have need of it, all I need to do is to call for it. Isn't it? A king does not need to have anything around him. All things are his. All he needs to do is to call for what he needs. The Bible says that we have made kings and priests. We are kings in the earth. So I don't, I don't value my life on what, based on what I have around me or do not have around me. My life is bigger than that because all things are mine. So I walk like a big man. I don't walk like this. I walk like a big man. If I really need a car, the car, a car will come to me. If I really need a house, it will come to me. Because things are mine. So I'm not depressed. I'm not depressed. I'm not depressed. Are you listening? Do you think I'm boasting? No. I'm boasting in the Lord if you think that I'm boasting. Let me give you an example about the Zoe life. Okay? There was a day David was going to face Goliath. Everybody was afraid of Goliath. David, a 17-year-old boy, came and said, I can beat this guy. Because in time past, God helped me to beat a lion and to beat a bear. I can believe this guy is nobody, he's nothing. Everybody in the country was afraid. But David said, I'm not afraid, I'll face him. 
The guy was coming with spears, with shields, with armory. He was fully clad. David did not was not wearing anything. He was just wearing a small shorts with a shirt, holding a catapult. And the giant said, that, "Am I a dog? How can you send this small boy? What is the meaning of this? I don't know if you fight. What is this?" He said, "Come, come and let me pluck your head off from your body and feed it to the to the fowls of the air." What did David do? Whilst Goliath was standing there. Are you listening to me? Whilst Goliath was standing there and threatening him, what did David do? David started talking and speaking the word of God. David said, you, I'll cut off your head. The God of Israel shall give you over to me. As you're standing there, you're already dead already. David had not moved. He had not done anything. He didn't have anything. He didn't have anything on him to kill the guy. He didn't even have a sword on him to kill the guy. But he said, I'll cut off your head. Are you listening to me? He didn't have anything. But his confessions were different. He was bold in God. He was posting in God. He told the guy, you are coming against me with shield, with sword, with spears. But I come against you in the name of 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 the Lord of hosts. The captain of the host of Israel. He was just confessing like that. And speaking words of glory like that. Hallelujah. And true to his words, the guy died. Because when David moved the catapult and threw it like that, the anointing of God in the word of God that he was speaking. As he was speaking like that, God was getting getting excited. Now, you may life may present to you depression, sadness, discouragement. What should you do? It will come like Goliath, the way Goliath came against David. David did not run away when Goliath took a, a step. The Bible says when Goliath took a step against David, David ran towards him and threw the catapult and the, the Bible says the stone went into his forehead and sank into his forehead and Goliath didn't fall backwards. He fell forwards. That shows you that the, there was an anointing behind that stone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How are you going to, how do you want your life to be? It's up to you. Tell anybody it's up to you. It's up to you. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You may not have anything, but start saying that I'm rich. Start saying it. We're saying it because the life of God in you, eh, the life of God in you is rich. So you, you just start, I'm rich. I do not fail. You put it like this and you be, I, I, I'm rich. I'm super rich because all things are mine. You may, you may be feeling that you are going to die. Say to yourself, I, I refuse to die. I cannot die. I have life. I'm increasing in life. He satisfies me with long life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That is how you live. If you don't live like that, you will always be going down and 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 functioning according to this normal life. Are you listening to me at all? See, I'm going somewhere. Sorry, but look at me. Look at me very carefully. I'm a success. I'm a success. Happening everywhere. You see, I don't know. Have you realized that as you're saying these things, you are becoming excited? Have you realized? If you are saying it, you realize that you are becoming excited. You are becoming like you are, you are becoming, you are staring up. You are being stared up. It is better than saying, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Who am I even going to? What is life giving to me? Life will not give you anything good. You better make life conform to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All things are mine. All things are mine. So if you know all things are yours, why would you be sad? Why would you be, why would you be sad? I refuse to be sad. I'm full of joy. That's why it says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. 
But it is what? Righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Why is he saying joy in the Holy Ghost? Because you are in the Holy Ghost. The day you became born again, you were born by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit was responsible for your birth. The Holy Spirit is your mother. He gave birth to you and he gave birth to you into his spirit, into his realm. You are in the realm of the spirit. And in that realm of the spirit, that realm of the Holy Ghost, there's joy. That is the, that is the, the mark of the fact that you are in the spirit. Joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you go home, they say that your mother is not feeling well. Just begin to laugh. Um, there was a day, oh, ask for life. Life will present to you very wild things. Life will present to you, I told you, depression. Challenges. That is how life has been designed. Nothing good comes easy. Is it true? Yeah. If you want to build a house, you know how, how much you need to build a house. So as well, you need money and time. Even the land, you need money and time to build. How long does it, does it take to break a building? This building can be broken in, in 30 minutes, isn't it? If you want to destroy it, it is very easy. The devil's job is so easy. His job is to destroy it. He has an easier job in the world. Hallelujah. Easiest job. We have a job of, of building. Of building lives. And building our own life. See, I'm going somewhere. Joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. I've got joy in the Holy Ghost. Where the presence of the Spirit is, there's liberty. There's freedom. There's excitement of freedom. So when you see things... I, I, let, me, let me share a testimony with you. About 10 years ago, 2007, I was in school. I was a student. Just about to leave school. I left university almost 10 years ago. So I was in school. They called me that my mother was sick. And she had she just collapsed. And she couldn't walk again. So she was lying in her room. They called me that, oh, that's what is happening. When they called me, my testimony did not change. I didn't start crying in, in uh, uh, where I was. My mother's sick. I don't know what I'm going to do with my mother. No. I said, I'm going, to, I'm going to wake her up. That's what I said. I'm going to bring her up. So I walked to the house. I went to the house. And I went straight to her room when I got there. And knelt by her bed and leaned my hands on her. Spoke in tongues. You are well in Jesus' name. You are well in Jesus' name. After saying that, I asked her how she do. She said, I'm still feeling. I said, Don't worry. God has healed you. You are healed. And I got a car back to Kumasi. I went to school that same day. When I got back to school, the police told me that she's walking around. She's up. She's walking around, doing well. Moving around. That was when they started believing that I was really a, a pastor. Like, I'm really like, hey, there's something. Hallelujah. Recently, my mother went down with another stroke. Her face fell. Her face changed like, do you understand stroke? She couldn't move her hand. She couldn't move her leg. One leg like that. Her face fell. Her body fell. And gone. They called me again. I came back. Because God, as I was praying, God told me my mother would be 85 before she died. My mother is just about 70. She has 15 years more. So why is, why is I mean, she's not supposed to die. You get it? So I came, I came home. I prayed for her and I blessed water for her and I told her she should drink. This is your healing. She drank it. Within three days, she became straight again. Everything fell in place. So life will present things to you. It will. It will present challenges to you. But your job, all those challenges are bread for you. Yes, challenges are bread for you. They are not to put you down. They are to take you higher. When you see challenges, don't run away. Eh? The darker the, the darkness, the brighter the light that will come out of it. That's how it's supposed to be. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say I'm great. I'm great. Say it again. I'm great. I'm great. Because I'm the seed of Abraham. You see, I've been t- that's why you need to read your Bible. If you read your Bible, you'll be, your confidence in God will just start to just increase and it will get bigger and bigger. Why you're not reading it? The life will be going lower and lower. You know why we take communion? The reason why we take communion is because the life of God in us gets refreshed. The life of God in us is refreshed because it can get down if you are not feeding it. If you are not eating and drinking, won't you reduce? Won't you become, won't you become weak? You remember, if you are fasting, you are fasting, by the time it's three, you realize that you can't move. You are, you are there, you are moving like this. If you fast for two continuous days, you'll be shocked that you have been sustained by flesh all this while. Fast <laughs> for five days, you can't. Five continuous days without food. It takes the spirit of God to sustain you. Without the spirit of God, it don't work. Hallelujah. <laughs> so if the bios life is sustained by food, and drink and exercise and sleep. These four things. Without sleep, if you don't sleep for three days, you'll be shocked at what will happen to you. Yeah, the doctors know. If you if, if you don't sleep for four days, you'll be shocked. You can even die. You can die. Without sleep, you can die. If you don't eat for four days, so you are not sleeping, you are not eating, you are not drinking, you are not moving, exercising for four days. Your death is imminent. You are just you are on your way to death. The same way the life of God in us needs to be sustained. How is it going to be sustained? Through the word. The word is the food. Through the spirit. The spirit is the water. Through exercise. Exercise is prayer. Through sleep, which is rest. Resting in God. Not agitated in God, but resting in God. Do you hear what I said? The word is food for the spirit. The Holy Spirit is the water for your spirit. Prayer. Speaking in tongues, especially, is the exercise that your spirit needs. And learning to rest in God, being patient in God, is your rest in God, your sleep in God. With these things, just the love of God in you will just be increasing and going up and higher and higher and higher. Another thing is communion. If you partake in the communion, your life, the love of God in you is refreshed. Hallelujah. Or else you'll be going down and down and down and down and down and down and down. And the life, the normal life will be overriding you. For many Christians, the normal life is overriding them. See, I'm going somewhere. Say it again, I'm going somewhere. Go to John chapter, let me show you one last thing, okay? John chapter 7. This is actually what I want to show you. I'll show you two scriptures. One in John chapter 7 and one in Isaiah chapter 12, okay? So John chapter 7, let's read from this, 37. John 7, 37. I'm going somewhere. I will never fail. You may be saying that and you will see failure. It's like you are seeing failure around you. You refuse to recognize that failure. I refuse to recognize this. I have the life of God. I refuse. He says, why we look? No, don't look at the things which are seen. You look at the things which are seen, it will discourage you. Don't look at the things which are seen. Look away from those things that are seen. And look on the Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our things. There's no money, but I'm rich. I'm rich. Money is coming to me in the name of the Lord Jesus. After you say that, you show your seeds. You show your seeds and, and expect more. You show your seeds and expect more. We're going to build a church. The church was, there are many billions of there was so much. About a million cities. I got 20,000 cities. What I did was that I went to show it. When I went to show it, I said, I'm showing this so I can get a million. And a million came in less than a year, in eight months. One million Ghana cities came for us to do what we're supposed to do. 
And all the while I was confessing, this thing is going to be done. The project is going to be done. We have money for it. The supply is coming. And money came. Money came from different places. All of a sudden, one of our brothers got so blessed. So blessed. His tithe alone was 50,000 Ghana cities. His tithe alone was 50,000 Ghana cities. Can you imagine? Another brother had was also so blessed. He sold 30,000 Ghana cities. Hey! And that's so many times. Just coming like that. Within a month, I had about 150,000 Ghana cities. We were doing so much. Just buying this, doing that, buying this, doing that. Because I was confessing and sowing my sin. All things are mine. The money is coming. Wherever you come from, it will come in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how to live. Yeah, that's how to live. Do you understand? That's how to live. While we look not at the things that see. John chapter 7, verse 37. says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man would first let him come unto me and drink, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, in verse 38, verse 38 is not written anywhere in the Bible. Eh? As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow. There's nothing like that anywhere. So, this is not supposed to read like that. Some people say, that's that scripture is not found anywhere. So why is why was Jesus saying that? Actually, this I'm supposed to read. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, he that Jesus was talking about, that you believe in him as the scripture has said. Do you understand? If you believe in me as the scripture has said, that you should believe in me. If you do, then out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Do you understand what Jesus said? Do you believe in Jesus? He says that out of your belly. If you believe in him, then out of your... What's your belly? Your belly is your spirit. Say my belly is my spirit. My belly is my being. In Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27. Look at Proverbs 20 27. What is written there? The spirit of man is the can of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. Have you seen it? See, the spirit of is the candle of the Lord, is the light of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. Which belly? Is he talking about this, your belly? He's not talking about this, your belly. He's talking about your innermost being. Okay? Your belly is your innermost being. The, the scriptures use that word to describe your innermost being, your real being, what you really are, what is really inside you. Does it make sense now? So Jesus used the same phrase at the other side. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living waters. Rivers of what? Oh, hallelujah. I, I, you see, what I'm going to say to you is so exciting. I wish I've said it already, but let me take time to say it for you. Say it to you. Take it to us by our I will never fail in my life. I'm going somewhere. I am going somewhere. Okay, so he says that out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Look at the next verse, verse 39. He says, but this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not given, was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. He says that the water he's talking about, remember, he says, the one who believes in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And he's saying that this living water he's talking about is actually the Holy Spirit. So in effect, this is what Jesus was saying. The one who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his 
belly shall flow the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the living God shall flow out of his belly. Out of his innermost being. I see what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Rivers of living waters. Out of his belly shall flow the Spirit. Now, you are wondering, ah, if I, out of my innermost being, the Spirit of God is flowing, what does it do? Let me show you. Go to Ezekiel chapter 7. Do you know that Ezekiel is in the Bible? I believe in him. And out of me flows rivers. 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 Rivers of living water. The Holy Ghost flows through me. The Holy Ghost flows through me. What for? Look at, look at this. Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 1. Afterwards he brought me again unto the door of the house. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house. Eastward. But the forefront of the house stood toward the east. And the waters came down from under the, the under from the right side of the house. At the south side of the altar. He's talking about the temple of God. He says that, this is Ezekiel. He says that God brought him to the temple. And stood him at the east side of the temple. And water was flowing out of the temple. Brothers and sisters, if you read the Bible carefully. Okay, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's read verse 14 to 16. Or we can just read okay, 14 to 16. That's why it makes more sense. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. I'm excited for you because the things that are going to be happening around you with what I'm teaching you right now will amaze you. I do not live like the ordinary man. I am an extraordinary man. Paul said that, why are you living like, like near men? For when for the time you ought to teach us, you have neither one to do again the first result of the view of Christ. He says, I fed you with, with, with milk and not with strong meat. For you are not able to comprehend. Neither are you able to now. This is why you're acting as mere men. As mere men. I'm not a mere man. I'm not a normal man. I'm a different man. I'm a man of the spirit. I have a different set of rules that I function by. I'm different. If it takes 100 years for them to do something, I'll use one year to do it. Yeah, because I'm of the spirit. I'm a man born of the spirit. Jesus said that that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. I've been born of the spirit now. I'm of the spirit. And I function according to the spirit. I get results by the spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter what? Chapter 6, verse 14. Can you kindly be out loud? We are reading from verse 14 to verse 16. One, two, go. the temple of the living God as God has said I will walk and I walk in them and they shall be my people read verse 16 once again one to go temple of God with idol for ye are the temple of the living God say I'm the temple of God am I the one saying it the Bible says, it says, for ye are the temple of the living God. Ye are the temple, but you are the temple of the living God. Say it again to the other one. You are the temple of the living God. So in Ezekiel chapter 47, he says that he brought him to the temple of God. Who is that temple? So all the things we are going to be talking about are actually you, concerning you. 
Are you saying it? All the things you are going to read are actually concerning you. He says, he brought me to the temple. Look at verse 2. Ezekiel 47 verse 2 now. Then brought me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without unto the other gate by the way. That look at eastward, and behold, there ran out waters on the right side. Waters were coming out of the temple. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. He's describing the rivers that were coming out of the temple. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when the man that had had the line in his hand, he had the man had a measuring, the man was an angel. He had a, a measuring rod in his hand. He says, and when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. He says, he brought, the waters were flowing out of the temple and when he brought me into the waters, it was up to my ankle. You're not talking about your ankle in your house. You're talking about this one, your ankle. Hallelujah. The waters were flowing. It was up to his ankle. Out of his belly shall rivers of living water. When you start praying in tongues, eh? When you start staring yourself in God, as you are praying in tongues, sometimes people are praying in tongues. Remember that as you speak in tongues, you are releasing spirits. You are releasing spirits. Okay? You are releasing spirits. Hallelujah. So rivers are flowing out of you. As you are confessing, you are releasing spirits. Go to John chapter 6, verse 63, and read what is there to me, so that I can continue. Jesus said that it is the spirit that giveth life. The flesh profits nothing at all. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. Have you seen it? That's what is written in John chapter 6, verse 63. The words that I speak unto you, they are what? They are life giving words. They are spirit giving words. They give life, they release. So as I'm talking, I'm releasing spirit as I'm talking to you. Because I'm speaking the word of God. When you're speaking the word of God, you're releasing spirit, you're releasing life. Are you listening to me at all? When you say, all things are mine, what are you doing? You have released spirit. You have released life. What is that life and that spirit supposed to do? It's supposed to cure and destroy all the things that are in this life, that normal life. And superimpose that normal life. Are you listening to me at all? So it says that out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. How do they come? Through your words. Because as you are speaking, spirit is coming, life is coming. So it says he brought me into the, into the river. And when he brought me into the river, it was up to my ankle. Sometimes as you are speaking the word of God, I, I can do all things in Christ. It, just, it doesn't do anything to you. It's like you are just there. You started confessing for some time. Some people have still not said anything. They are just sitting there looking at me like that. Your, yours has not even gotten to the ankle. You have not started. Not the water that is flowing out of you is not even flowing. It's not stuck up in there. You have not released life. You have not released spirit. You are just there like that. But when you start talking, you, you, I have the life of God in me. I can do all things. It may not be, it may not be doing anything to you. It's just to the ankle. It's just to the ankle. Sometimes you are speaking in tongues. You are speaking in tongues and you are sleeping. You are releasing ankle, ankle water, ankle river. Under your face, under your face, you are just releasing small water. Look at the next thing. Verse 4. And again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. So the water had risen. The water had what? Risen. If you start confessing and you start paying attention to what you are doing, if you start speaking in tongues and you start paying attention to what you are doing, all of a sudden, you see that it starts shaking your body. Have you realized? Yeah. You speak it. It starts making a meaning for you. Then you'll be speaking. You, after, after you speak in tongues, God will give you interpretation. You'll be speaking. I can do all things. I can do all things. The glory of God is working in my life. I can call Labash. I can do all things. The river is flowing bit by bit. Now it's to the ankle. It's to the, it's to the knees. 
Then he says, and he measured another thousand. That's verse 6. No, verse, verse 4. He says, and he, again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. And he, again, he measured a thousand and he brought me through. The waters were to the loins. The water had risen to the loins. The water is also the anointing of God's spirit. The anointing can either, the anointing in your life that you are releasing can either be to your ankle or to your knees or to your waist. Are you seeing it? You understand what I'm saying? Then he says, and he, after he measured a thousand again. And it is verse 5. And it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen. Waters to swim in. A river that could not be passed over. Oh, yeah. so don't, think you are, don't think you are a foolish boy with what you are doing. You are not a foolish boy. Listen, I've gone to school. Though. Maybe I've gone to school more than you have gone to school. I have a master's degree. I'm coming to work on my PhD. I'm, I'm not a small boy. I, I oh, yes. But I speak in tongues. I speak in tongues. Because I know how to release life. And I know how to release spirit. I speak the word of God for myself. I do not fail. I know that my prosperity is not based on my school. It's not based on my family. It's not based on any of those things. It's based on this, my spirit. It's based on what's inside me. I've learned how to release spirit. Learned how to release life. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall, shall flow rivers of life, rivers of spirit. Monday, I may begin like this. I may begin like that. I just began. That's ankle, ankle level. Then as then the Holy Spirit starts speaking to me. Listen, you have to be serious. Then I start, I start going like mola gaba shaka bada bada basaba. Ankle level. Then I start speaking mola ba shaba la bayaba. Knee level. Then reggae setting, reggae setting, reggae setting. Rivers are now flowing. Now you understand what I'm saying. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I foolish? Am I, do I not have wisdom? I know what I'm doing. I understand what I'm doing. I know that my whole life is going to change because of what I'm doing. Look at the next verse. It will blow your mind. You'll be shocked at what happens. Oh, Shimandelebelebe. Verse 6. And remember, it says that it had now become a river that I could swim in it. Verse 6. It says, And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Have you seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now, when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the side. On the one side and on the other side. Then said he unto me, These waters issue out toward the, the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea, which belong, which being brought forth into the sea, the water shall be healed. He says, The river that flows out of you, through your tongue speaking and through your confessions, he says, It flows out and goes through the desert. What's desert? That's the dryness of the bios life. What is sea? Sea is a multitude of people. Sea is a world. Whenever the Bible talks about sea, it's talking about the world. Okay? So, the world and its precious are what he's talking about now. He says, out of his, out of the temple flows that river. And when that river flows, it goes through the desert. And as it goes through the desert, trees begin to come out of the desert. And it flows into the sea. And the sea is healing. It flows into your world and heals your world of all the afflictions, of all the terror of your world. Brothers and sisters, everything is inside. Everything is inside. 
How can I be sad when I know everything is inside? I'm going somewhere. I'm not foolish. I'm not unwise. God has chosen the foolishness of this world to, to confound the wise. Hallelujah. Oh. Oh. Look at verse 9. This is so nice. This is so nice. It says, and it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth with us over the river, shall come, shall live. Did you, did you hear that? Yeah. It says, and it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, with us over the river, shall come, shall live. They were moving and living already. But when the river comes there, it will make them live. Their real life will come into existence. Do you hear me? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> And there shall be a very great multitude of fish. Because these waters shall come thither. For they shall be healed. And everything shall live without the river cometh. Life will come wherever the river flows. The one who believes on me. Out of his belly shall flow rivers. So rivers shall flow out of your belly. And shall cut the deserts to bring forth trees. Trees. And it shall cause the cells to be healed. And wherever the river shall flow, all that is dead shall come to life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that I'm looking for $500,000 before the year ends. I need $500,000 to do something. How am I going to get it? I told you I don't have anything in my bank account. How am I going to get it? I've just showed you how I'm going to get it. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. When the rivers flow, they go to the dry places and make the dry places bring forth food. The same dry ground, the desert that you are in, can change and will change because of what is flowing out of you. And the desert will be made to produce trees. And the sea of bitterness, the sea is salty. But it says that when this river touches it, it shall make it sweet, it shall heal it. And when it heals it, it shall cause it to bring forth many fishes. Many fishes. I'm prophesying you about this ministry right now. As you ask, as you pray, the rivers of living waters flow out of you. Fishes represent people. Men shall come into this church all around. This is the light of the of the area. People shall flow into it by the power of the Holy Ghost that is inside you. See, I'm going somewhere. Say it again. Yeah. As the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow. Out of his belly shall flow. Rivers. Rivers, spirit and life, spirit and life, spirit and life. As I speak, the Holy Ghost is released to heal my world, to change things around me. So it doesn't matter what Bios has offered to you. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! It doesn't matter where you are living, what is happening around you. It doesn't matter the desert, the seas that are around you. The light that is around you. Just look at it and say, listen, I am the one meant for this. I would change you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And in the name of Jesus. Because as I pray and as I speak, rivers flows out of me. Flows out of me. Out of my belly flows. Rivers of living waters. You know what the sound Wherever the river goes, heals. All that is dead comes back to life. All that is dead comes back to life. 
Hallelujah. 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 Well, it doesn't matter what is happening. I refuse to look at my world. My future is bright. You know, as I'm saying that, rivers are flowing out of me like that. Rivers are just flowing out of me like that. My future is bright. And it's going, as I'm releasing the river, it's going to my future to heal my future. Rivers are just flowing out like that. Hold on. I'm not wasting my time. Yeah, it's not a waste of time. Spiritual activity is not a waste of time. Say, train yourself spiritually. Yeah. Train yourself spiritually. For physical training is useful for a while. But spiritual training is useful for everything and in every way. It has value in everything and in every way. Both for the life, it has promise of this life and the life that is to come. I've always seen, this is how to prosper. I've showed you how to prosper. I've showed you how to live the life of God. I've showed you how to produce results. Yeah. Yeah. How is five years going to be like? Glory. That's going to be full of glory. Five years from now, I'm going to be better, stronger, greater. Handsome, more handsome, more prosperous, fairer, glorious. It can only get better. It can only get better. Because rivers are flowing out of me. Rivers are flowing out of me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, I've got joy. I've got joy. So, as you are doing these things, you don't do it in a sad way. Rivers are flowing out of me. And you can't rivers are flowing out of me. Because, because it's like the pressure is too much. No! The higher and the hotter the heat, the higher we go. The higher we go. We are like the eagle that is carried up. The eagle is carried up by the strongest of winds. When the wind is stronger, that is when the eagle goes higher. In the midst of storms, that is when the eagle glides. We are like eagles. He says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not be weary. They shall run and not faint. Hallelujah. See, I'm like the eagle. I'm like the eagle. The hotter the heat, the higher I go. The hotter the heat, the higher I go. That is my life. I smile all the way. I smile all the way. I laugh all the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me show you one last scripture. You want to see it? Go to Isaiah chapter 12. Oh, cool about Saturday Monday. Isaiah. You know Isaiah is also in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 12. From verse, from verse, the whole thing is nice, but let's read from verse 2. Says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. He has become my salvation. He has saved me and has become my salvation. Therefore, because he's my salvation, he says, Therefore, with joy, with joy, shall you draw out of the wells of salvation. What is he talking about? The day you believe a well was planted in you. It is out of that well that those rivers flow. You understand? He says, with joy shall you draw out of the wells of salvation. So I do this with joy. I'm full of joy. I'm full of excitement. There's no joy moment when it comes to me. So no matter the heat, I keep smiling, I keep shouting, I keep jumping. I'm full of glory. I'm full of glory. When the four Hebrew, the three Hebrew boys were going to be cast into the, into the furnace of fire, they didn't cry. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not crying. 
When I say, oh, king, have mercy on us. They said, king, be it. Be it known unto you. Live forever. But we shall not bow unto your image. We don't care for our lives. Even if our God does not save us, we don't care. We'll still die. And as we are going into the, into the furnace, they were enjoying themselves. They were laughing. When they threw them in, even those who threw them in got died. They got bent. When they threw them in, in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the fire, their ropes went off. And they were marching in the, in the furnace. Marching in the furnace and singing praises to God. With joy shall you draw out. Draw out rivers. Out of the wells of salvation. Oh, hallelujah. See, I'm going somewhere. I'm laughing my way through. No matter how hot the heat is. Listen, he says you shall go to the flood and it shall not, it shall, it shall not go over you. You shall go to the fire and you shall not be burnt. A thousand shall fall at your right side. Ten thousand at your left. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with your eyes shall you behold the reward of the wicked. So I'm going somewhere. I'm a success. I'm a success. Listen, as you're saying, these rivers are just coming out of me like that. Healing your well. Healing your well. Healing everything about you. So I'm a success. I'm a success. My future is God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.